Okay, welcome back to Journalistic Integrity. My name is Robert Murphy, and joining me today, a guy that needs no introduction, longtime columnist, he's been around for decades, and now lead analyst and weekly, monthly contributor now at Journalistic Integrity, John Boyer. John, welcome back to the show. How are we doing today? Murph, thanks. Uh, doing doing okay today. Uh, you know, I, t- I took the day off to, to be on your podcast, so... Uh, I've got, I had to get my notes aligned and everything, but, uh, I'm feeling good. Um, ready to get going. Let's, let's do it. I appreciate you taking the day off and priorities the, the podcast. There have been some rumors. You were at a concert last night, um, doing, you know, God knows what. I just want to let you know, we have fans up and down the East coast that could, you know, you could run into out in public and I, I wanted to let you know, you're you're a walking billboard for this podcast. You basically have journalistic integrity stamped on your forehead. So anything you do, it, it represents the brand. I just wanted to make you aware of that. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I understand my responsibility to carry myself, uh, you know, in and out of uh, in and out of the studio. Uh, but I, nothing, nothing too bad last night. You know, we should really. Uh, you should really get some some journalistic integrity merch, so I can really be a billboard. Where it's in the works right now. We, we want to make sure we sell more than uh, you know two or three before we start pumping those out. But yeah. we, we could, we could. I'll share some in the mail, but uh, we could. Yeah. You would, you would. I'll, I'll offer you since you are the lead analyst. You have a uh, free all time subscription. So whatever merch we do come out with for the for the whole duration of whatever happens, you are uh, you're on the the free list of, of right. people. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, voice is a little hoarse, but uh, yeah, had fun time and uh, yeah, n- nursing something today. N- nursing something, an undisclosed injury John's yeah. playing through right now. Um, so let's go to the NBA right now and conference finals, obviously going on. Not that exciting recently, um, but last night recording Thursday afternoon, three o'clock last night, Phoenix wraps it up in six games. Chris Paul has like 40 points. They win in six. Um, Clippers, obviously without Kawhi Leonard for... I think was it the whole series or at least you know the majority of the series i'm not sure yeah so um paul george i thought played pretty well and especially some of those you know game two and game three where he's really made some big time shots obviously missed those couple free throws what i mean what was your main takeaway from this series did you expect the suns to win yeah um i'm, I'm glad it's over honestly um because the Clippers, as tough as they are, and Ty Lue's done a good job, uh, without Kawhi Leonard, um, they're just not the same team. And they can only, you know, Paul George, while a good player, can only take him so far. But he did do a lot for his own personal brand to kind of dispel, because he just took such a hit na- naming himself Playoff P. So he's kind of done, he's done a little bit to kind of get back some of that. Um, I mean, I've never, yeah. I've never seen a guy take a bigger of a hit on, on social media. What, what were you about to say? Yeah, I was just well, just like overall to wrap it up. I mean, I, I think the Suns are a really fun team, and I'm, I'm glad they moved on, and I will be really happy to see them, uh, you know, really against either of the teams who come, uh, whoever comes out of the East. Yeah, they're, they're definitely one of those teams that seems like they're, they're built in a way that's not like we just got some superstars together. They've got the big man. They've got the true point guard who's like a pass-first guy who we haven't really seen much at all in, in the past decade. And then they've got the really good scoring shooting guard. Um, but Suns, that's a good transition to our email. Um, this is from Mike. He says, love the podcast, 20-minute episodes, perfect for my commute. I want to talk about the Suns. They beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis. 
they beat the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, and now they've beaten the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Is this a Mickey Mouse championship? Also, do you eat your hot dogs with or without ketchup? Thank you for the email, Mike. Uh, thanks for getting to the, to the you know real important questions. I'm not a ketchup guy. I, I mean, I haven't been a ketchup guy since like 12, but I'm not one of those guys that looks down on ketchup guys. I'm not gonna you know turn my nose on anybody. But uh, John, what's your take on ketchup before you get into the basketball question? I'm a ketchup and mustard guy. My hot dogs, um, ketchup, mustard, onions, and uh, some relish. That's that's how. Oh, I wow. That, that's a that's a nice i mean that's a big hot dog have some hot dog with those sides yeah um so the question mickey mouse tournament i mean i think that's a pretty decent question because it wasn't just one or two series it's the whole path have been without their number one or number two guy obviously in these past couple of series but i mean is this are you going to view this as a legit championship if the suns win i think you have to play who you're put in front of uh you know when they roll the balls out uh you play the other five guys. So I, I, I definitely don't think this is Mickey Mouse. I think it's unfortunate for the Suns and for the rest of the NBA, and God forbid the ratings, uh, that there's been so many injuries because the product has – I mean, we're not – the Suns don't really have a great benchmark. You know, I'm sure they would have want, wanted to beat Clippers with uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I, obviously it's a bit of a, an easier road without him, but – uh, in terms of the Mickey Mouse championship, it's nothing like last year's championship in the bubble, which was completely Mickey Mouse championship. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I, I mean, you've, you actually just kind of changed my mind on that. I was, I was leaning towards Mickey Mouse, but you're right. At the end of the day, you're just going to play the team that's in front of you. It's not like Monty Williams and Chris Paul were like, yeah, we want, you know, take this guy out. So um, you can only do so much. And at the end of the day, like five years from now, people aren't going to look back on this and be like, oh, the Suns, that one – that one wasn't a real championship. Um, it'll be in the history books that they played these teams without such and such, but I'm sure there's a bunch of other examples too that we don't even know about. Right. Because we don't we're, care. We're being very, uh, going to borrow a phrase from my friend Colin Coward, prisoners of the moment. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, game five tonight, tied at two. So the Hawks win without Trey Young, their superstar point guard, Giannis goes down with a hyperextended type knee, no structural stuff. I think it's – I'm not sure if he's going to play tonight. I'm unsure what's going to happen. I'm rooting for the Hawks. I think the Hawks are really exciting to watch. We've seen Cam Reddish even get in last game, who didn't play, who's been up and down, injured a lot. Um, DeAndre Hunter's hurt, who is arguably their second and third best player. Trey Young's been awesome, and he's another – a rare like point guard who's – He's, kind of, he's got the Steph Curry shooting, but he's also a really good passer, like really good passer, really tough guy. So I'm pulling for the, the Hawks just because they're more exciting and I like the way they play. The Bucks are just boring. I don't know if it's Milwaukee or their their style. Middleton isn't the most exciting number two guy, but uh, what are you seeing in the Eastern Conference? What excites you? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I did uh, – a source just told me Giannis is out. Uh, for, Whoa. Uh, yeah. But Breaking. I, uh, but Trey will be back. Uh, okay. So – uh, a little flip flop there, but overall, I, I think that I think the Sun. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, I think the Hawks uh, are would be a more fun team to. I'd rather watch them play the Suns in the in the finals than the Bucks. You're completely right. There's nothing distinct about the Bucks that like differentiates them from any like from any other team. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fans are okay. The city's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, Giannis. I, 
it's it's like a I, I'm kind of conflicted with him. Actually, yeah, sometimes with like everything he can do, how how close he can get to the rim, uh, you know, over over some guys. You wonder how does this guy not score fifty a game? But he's also frustrating, and sometimes he randomly takes too many threes. He's not a good foul shooter. Um, so that kind of juxtaposition, like, it just kind of confuses me. But I, I, not not a huge Bucks guy. It, yeah, it is, and he's kind of like just a one trick pony. He's going to drive, try and get to the rim. He's either going to get fouled or, or get pretty close, and it's whether he makes it or misses it from a few feet away. It's kind of his game. Um, it's just not a not a fun team. But Hawks Hawks Suns would be exciting. A lot of good scores in that series. A lot of good young players too. Um, so that that would be interesting to see. So last thing on the NBA, and I don't really want to go too much NBA because it's weird. There's weirdly a lot of good topics for July first in the sports world. A lot of kind of little yeah. things that are that are pretty interesting. Ben Simmons, um, you've been all over this more than anybody um there's been a lot of talk is he gonna get traded is he not daryl morey saying he wants to keep him but obviously you can't trust anything a gm says where i mean where do you stand on this you've been talking to people yeah um i am exhausted with ben simmons talk uh, <laughs> you've had it up to here with him <laughs> no no good good question and that no Thank you. that's what i mean by that is you know i don't know where along the way and who told the sports media that if you're not talking about Ben Simmons, like he's, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, like one of the, the hot topics on sports radio or something that you like, where, how did we get here? He's he, because he was a high draft pick. Anthony Bennett was the number one overall pick and he sucks. And we never even heard from him. True. So I, in terms of where he goes, go to the Pistons, you know, I don't care. Like just get out of my, get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It is. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that. I just kind of see sports media talking about it. I was like, okay, I'll talk about Ben Simmons. Yeah. But why? Yeah, I guess, I mean, he dated one of the Jenners. I think that helped his popularity. Um, I mean, but it's it is. York, like, yeah, yeah. Philly, yeah, Philly's a step below, but it is Philly. People are going to talk about Philly. Their fans are, are crazy and they, they're booing them and stuff. But um, speaking of overplayed media topics, Nothing will rival the Dak Prescott contract stuff from the past two years. Finally, he signed that. That was the number one worst thing ever because it's just contract. Nothing like yeah, you're not even talking about what you guys gonna make. Like that, it it contributes nothing to the on-field product. Yeah, it, it takes away from society. At least Ben Simmons, you can uh, talk about his play on the on the field and like what just happened or play on the court, what just happened in that game, but. uh Dak Prescott, that was a horrible, horrible time in sports media. Um, but let's shift away from the NBA. And so we're going to do, there's a bunch of different sports going on. So we're going to touch on each one a little bit. Let's start with golf though. British Open sneaking up on us July 15th, two weeks away. Today's Thursday. So two weeks to the day, they'll be teeing off. Um, so it's a Lynx course. And so it's more spread out. It's coastal. There's some more wind. It's kind of what my research on what, on what the main difference is, kind of flat some sandy bottom type stuff. John Rahm's the favorite, followed by McElroy, who's won the Claret Jug before. Is there, uh, I mean, who, are you? Are there a group of guys that you think are going to play well? Is Rahm going to continue this little run he has? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, uh, I would not bet against John Rahm with how well he's playing right now. Um, but I do have several other guys that I really like uh, to win at Royal St. George's in a couple weeks. Um, and I will say just really quick on the, on the, uh, the Open Championship, um, we call it in the biz. Yep. Is I think it's my it might be my second favorite major behind the Masters. I know Whoa. that might be anti-American with that is. the U.S. Open coming third. Um, if you don't like it here, but, just move. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I like, uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I think it's different. I like Lynx golf. Um, it's just like, it's, it's different. You're using your putter a lot more. You've got to be really nimble around the greens. Sometimes the greens, like you can play the, the rough, um, the fringe kind of the greens, like kind of almost like it's just the green. Yeah. Um, but so in terms of contenders this week, sorry, in two weeks, um, I like Dustin Johnson up there. He's, uh, he's done well uh, in the past over across the pond. Um, love Xander Shoffley to finally break through. He's my not even sneaky picks. I think he has like the you know 10th best odds. He's projected to finish inside the top 10. But he's just been like he's such a talented golfer. And I think this is where he can kind of he's kind of a jack of all trades and he can showcase his full bag of tricks. Um, Patrick Reed, hate to say it, he will be up there, I think, with how good he, his short game is. Yeah. And then uh, for a uh, for a local guy, uh, I, I like Tommy Fleetwood to play pretty well here. Okay. Um, with the Englishman. So uh, those are the guys I have my eye on. Obviously, uh, you know, it's I could be very, very wrong about all that, uh, but it, it, it's definitely going to test the guys. So it, it, it'll be really fun to watch. It is. Uh, I agree. I mean, I was – I, I think I actually agree with you. This is the second thing you've talked me into, but being the, the second favorite major, it is really cool just looking because it's different than any other, other golf course. And it's got the sand and then you're right about the greens, how it's like, okay, am I putting from like 90 feet away on this like weird fringe type stuff? And then you've got guys like putting uphill. I mean, it's, it is pretty interesting. And so anything that's different than like uh, the classic golf course, I kind of I like watching. So um, yeah, the other thing is like with uh, the, the PGA and, and the U.S. Open moving around, like obviously Augusta is Augusta. It's, it's, it's wonderful. But um, with the other two U.S. majors um, moving around to kind of, I mean, some fun courses, but some are kind of, I wasn't a huge fan of Torrey Pines. I mean, it's, it's okay. Uh, nothing terribly distinct about it. So I just think that it just makes, it adds a wrinkle, the, the British Open does. Yeah. Like the long the grind, the grind of the summer uh, PGA Tour, and the the time change. So you, I believe, you wake up and it's on early in the morning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not we we go from having primetime golf uh, at the U.S. Open because it was in California, three hours behind the East Coast. Now we're on the other other side of the spectrum. So we'll wake up and it'll be you know the main guys are nine holes through, and you can just uh, start watching uh, immediately when you wake up on, on Saturday or Sunday. Let's stay with golf, and we've had some stuff come out. A couple hours ago, Bryson DeChambeau's caddy is ditching him. He's done this once before in 2017, but this is right. This is a Thursday, so it was right before the start of a tournament. I don't remember the tournament name, but he is not with Bryson for this tournament. We don't know if it's permanent or temporary. And Brooks, playing a perfect card, tweeted out like caddy appreciation day with and a picture of him and his caddy. Um, a dig at Bryson, obviously. What I mean, this is just another development in a long saga that is fantastic for golf. And as I've said for weeks, this is good. This is Bryson. Bryson is good for golf. He's creating this discussion. No one cares about golf today if this doesn't happen, or even if it's with you know any other golfer besides like five, six, seven guys. So what, what's your take on this new development in the golf world? I love it. I, I, I sh- it shows like just another like reason, because more, more is going to come out about this on why his caddy, like the day before, uh, a tournament decides, you know what, I'm not, I'm not on your bag. Cause I mean, right. like 10% of the earnings, I think. Yes. I mean, he's missing a paycheck. So it must've been something uh, pretty, some, some pretty bad beef between them. Uh, but I think it's really good for the game. I think, uh, you know, I know I said in the past that I think some of it might be a little bit contrived, 
um, between the two of them. But the more I think about it, the more I think that they're just so polar opposites and Bryson is so like unstable um, <laughs> that it can't be like, it just, I don't, I think it's all natural. So uh, he, I yeah, that. I think he's just an, like just a goofball, like uh, muscle, muscle guy that like just doesn't, just doesn't care at all. Uh, and then, and then Brooks plays a perfect counter to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, that's golf talk. I think, I don't think there's much more. We'll, we'll do some more golf stuff as the British open comes closer. Let's go to the NFL. Um, so I asked you for a, uh, an NFL hot take or any, anything about the NFL that you want to point out just cause it's, we got to do some NFL talk in July. Mine is, uh, I honestly, the more I've been thinking about this, it's not even really a hot take, but I think Matthew Stafford's going to win the MVP with the Rams. We know Sean McVay, love what they're doing out there. Some good wide receivers. And I think it's just going to show Matthew Stafford's really good. And what he was doing with the Lions was pretty dang impressive. And he's a massive upgrade with golf. Not only that, I think they're going to be a good team. So when you're looking at winning the MVP, you, you kind of need a team that's going to go, you know, I guess now 13-4, something like that. So I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they're going to win that division. And I think Stafford, I mean, he's still got, I mean, five really good years left, in my opinion, with the way quarterbacks are playing. So Stafford MVP is my uh, hot take, although it's kind of mild, uh, lukewarm take. But what, what's yours? You actually, uh, I, I was dusting off my notes to uh, prepare for this question. Uh, and you had thought about the Rams. I thought about maybe uh, coming up with something about you know, maybe they, they finally get it done. Uh, obviously, they went to the Super Bowl with golf a couple of years ago. Um, I still think they might be lacking a true number one receiver. Um, but I think, you know, there's no one, I guess, aside from Bucks, maybe um, Bucks and the Chiefs um, being the, the two kind of the two favorites. But in the in the NFC, it's kind of wide open. Um, yep. So I like that. But my, my, uh, I, it's not even, you know, it's, it's hard to, to have such a hot take in July. Uh, but I think my, my prediction is a healthy Tua and a solid Miami roster wins the division, to, uh, dethrones the Buffalo Bills, wow. and uh, takes the eight. I really like it. I like it. I like their coach. Uh, I, I just I like their roster. They're they're really strong, kind of all around. Um, and I think Tua, with the whole offseason of learning, getting healthy, um, you know, working with his receivers. I think uh, I think they're going to put it together for a I'll say eleven and five division winner. I think it's going to be uh, John. Let me stop you there. How many games are being played next season? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh no! It's going to happen all year. It is because the numbers you're you're so used to eleven just immediately going to whatever number adds to sixteen. Eleven's yeah, like, oh, a division winner. Maybe the wild card's ten and six. Like yeah. It, yeah. it throws off the math. Yeah, the win percentages. So you say 11-5. What about 11-6 or 12-5? I'd go 12-5. and five. I'd, I'd err. Uh, I, th- I think they could be 12-5. and five. That's – I don't know the Vegas odds, the over-under for that, but that is – I'd say that is a hot take. I've been anti-Tua, actually, um, coming out of college. I, I didn't see the arm strength. I didn't, I didn't see the uh, – you know, he was accurate, but you see a small guy doesn't have the best arm – not the most durable guy. He got hurt in college too. Obviously, he has, has gotten nicked up lately. Um, I didn't. I, I a clean pocket in college. I think he comes. I think he was playing a little bit timid last year, and was, the NFL game was moving pretty quick for him, and he wasn't really used to not having. Um, let's see, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, <laughs> Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Uh, Freaking yeah, NFL wide receiver core. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I think he. This offseason is a good reset for him, and I think he comes back better. Okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm on the opposite side of that take, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So you've got them winning the AFC East. 
So we'll see how that goes. One last thing on the NFL, Carl Nassib, who's a defense lineman for the Oakland Raiders, came out, I think, a week ago, said, hey, I'm gay. And he's the first active player, um, obviously Michael Sam, but I don't think he made the roster or whatever. Carl Nassib is the first active player who's going to be on a roster who has come out as gay. And this isn't my take. This is, I heard this from Chris Long on, a, on another podcast. But he was saying how it's like a big deal that he's an active roster out, um, in, in uh, contrast to Michael Sam because he's going to be on the field with millions of people watching him making tackles saying Carl Nassib with the tackle. Um, so it's, it's pretty important to have a, a big headline name like that. And here's one point I wanted to ask you about. This was also a, a take that I heard from somebody else. But I started thinking about it. I was like, it's kind of true. So he came out with the video and it was a pretty like cool video. Obviously, there's no good or bad way to come out, whatever. But it seemed like pretty, you know, hey, I'm gay. No big deal. I want to help other people out. There wasn't a ton of players that came out and, and supported him and like vert, like on Twitter and said, hey, this is awesome. Um, it was J.J. Watt and Saquon Barkley were the main stars. And J.J. Watt literally comments on everything. So it was literally just like Saquon Barkley who came out. And I'm not going to like come out and say, like get mad at people for not saying stuff on Twitter. That's I'm not like counting to, you know, watching what people support and don't support. But I think it would have gone a long way if, if a bunch of players came out and said, hey, we got your back or whatever. Um, I was wondering if you had any take on that. I, I haven't really thought about that. But now that you mention it, I, I guess I did uh, not really see all that much from players. It's all a lot from media. Uh, yeah, and it's free. One one less thing. It's free like Twitter points too. You're going to look like a great, a great person. You know, I think a lot of NBA players would, uh, would go for those Twitter points pretty immediately. Um, but, you know, however people want to, you know, show support, um, whether it's, you know, online. I'm sure, I'm sure he was flooded with phone calls uh, with people very, very happy for him. Uh, I'm sure his teammates have his back, um, but uh, yeah, I haven't really thought about that. But uh, on a personal note, happy for him. Obviously, I'm sure that's a huge weight off his shoulders, and uh, hopefully, he can lead the way for others to feel comfortable too as well. Yeah, totally. And I, we saw him on Hard Knocks a couple of years ago. He seemed like a really funny, cool dude. Yeah, uh, he was good on that season. He was good. Yeah, he's funny, and so I think he'll be a, a good representative and make it easier for other players in the NFL or um, younger high school, college players. Uh, so let's shift from the NFL. I think that's everything we need on the NFL. Let's take a quick break from sports. We go to the bachelor bachelorette. Do, did you, uh, watch the uh, fourth episode? Okay. So you've seen week four. Um, any, any takes? I was, I was, uh, team Thomas to the very end. I thought he was disrespected and, and allegedly he's the only guy on there for the wrong reasons. It's like, who, who are we kidding? They're all there for the wrong reasons, but that was kind of the main thing that I pointed out and, and uh, with Lauren and I, but what, what were your main takeaways? I, I think the guys in the house are being just whiny little bitches. Uh, yep. I think, I think I, and I might've seen you tweet this too. Uh, Andrew S um, maybe, maybe have the best head on his shoulders out of all the guys. Cause it's like, yeah, like, okay guys, like, come on, just like lay off. Like, I don't think it's that interesting. That's, that's not like the most interesting story. Lots of this guy's here for the wrong reason. We hear that every, right. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't like Thomas just – I just don't like his face. Uh, I don't know. I, I, he annoys me. I understand where he's coming from, and I don't really dislike him for, like, the here for the wrong reasons thing. I just think he's kind of a douche. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like a lot of the other dudes better. It, it, for me, I think I said this in the last podcast too, but it's there seems like there's been a shift from, like, 2017 to now of the type of people that come on the show. It's now, like – pretty boys trying to get the Instagram followers and then sell 
fit tee for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. rather than just like like normal normal dudes kind of thing and right. and so all these guys are trying to be like hey i'm the most like i want a peaceful house everyone be nice to each other i gotta tell katie and then i mean you pointed out andrew s was that's not an easy thing to do because you're going up against everybody else you're putting yourself on the team of the villain who everyone hates and so i thought he did a, a good job on that um but yeah andrew s i'm rooting for him now he could be a good politician yeah yeah he could um Okay, so that's a bachelor. Let's go to the NHL. I'm going to lean on you for this. The uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2-0. From all sources that I've heard, they're just better than everybody else. Is that am I right on that? Yeah, uh, I mean they're they're ridiculous. Um, everyone on the ice is a goal scorer. Um, like they they don't really have weaknesses where hey this guy's like a good defender, but he just has absolutely no shot. They're just they're threats all over the ice. And I think the Canadians. I mean while they kind of had their run. The magic is it's kind of the clock struck midnight on the proverbial uh cinderella story for them yeah uh, but is and which is disappointing because i think like the i think the knights would have been a better matchup for the lightning and i, I believe i said that on a previous pod that uh, uh that's the matchup i was hoping for either the abs or the or the um or the knights but it is what it is uh maybe they can get they might be able to get a game or two two is I'd say six is the max number of games a series will go. Okay, right. So it's 2-0 right now. I think they play either tonight or tomorrow night. But yeah, it looks it hasn't been that exciting. Maybe if you're a hockey fan, it has been exciting for you. Um, but NBC, so they, they've lost the right. So ESPN came out with all the people that they're going to have for the announcers. I think it's McDonough, Steve Levy. They've got a slew of guys um, for the NHL talk. NBC has yeah. – was that? I was going to say Butcher Gross is all over. Butchie. So he's, he's, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he was pumped because he's been at ESPN forever and they haven't had uh, hockey in a while. <laughs> he just pumps the Bucci overtime and that's about all they let him do. But uh, NBC had had uh, hockey. They apparently didn't even do like a pregame show because they're losing the rights to the hockey. I think they had one of the conference finals. They completely like didn't do a postgame or pregame. They just, I mean, did you hear about that? They like flipped they, them the they, bird. Yeah, they've completely mailed it in. I mean, there's like, it's kind of, it's, it's garbage time for them. That's, that's like, even though, even if you feel bad about how the negotiations went, that's not a good look for such, such a big professional corporation like NBC too. Yeah. For future contracts, like leagues are going to be like, okay, well you just kind of kind of throw like, are we just chop liver after it's like, you know, yeah. South. Like I, I don't know. I bet some egos at NBC had something. There were a lot to do with this. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, new new people can be like, so you want a 10-year contract, but we're going to get like nine years from you if we don't resign yeah. at the end. Um, so that's NHL. So let's go to let's go to a mix of sports. Uh, soccer. So there's a Euro Cup going. Have you been uh, paying attention to this? All over it, man. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Let's do a, a minute or two on that. So I saw England upset Germany. France choked. Um, what? So these games... They're all the, the countries in Europe playing against each other. So do they have all their good players? Is this basically like the World Cup, but just in Europe? Yeah, this is like their – I mean, the World Cup is obviously the biggest international tournament, but the Euros are close second for these countries. Uh, they are like – this is this is a huge deal for them. Um, it, and it's only every four years, obviously, it's on the off – the two years off of the World Cup, um, kind of like the Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics. Um, gotcha. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all in on it. Um, I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the uh, the Switzerland France game, but that was it was it was one of the most exciting soccer games I've seen in a long time. And my, my friend, 
I texted my friend who actually knows soccer. He's going to grad school for like data analytics for soccer. And uh, I was like, does, does Switzerland have any sort of chance here? And he was like, actually, yeah. Like they, uh, France had like some vulnerabilities on their back line. Um, and like Swiss teams always give these um, bigger sides, as he said, trouble. And I, lo and behold, you know, they come back from a 3-1 th deficit in the last 10 minutes and then win in PKs. I mean, it was just it was awesome. Yeah. So, I, it took over Twitter for you know, three, four hours, everyone's tweeting about soccer. Like, all right, what, when the world's going on? And England beat Germany. And England's a team that seemingly always chokes in, in big matches, but they won. Yeah, they're usually, they are the Atlanta sports teams of, of, of the UK, of, of the Euros. But uh, they uh, they got it done. They were just better the entire match. They had Germany on their heels. That They dominated possession, which I know is a very American analysis of soccer. But... They just had they took more chances and they and they capitalized on them. And also Thomas Muller for Germany just choked away. He was kind of on his own breakaway and just flat out missed it. Uh, to, they would have tied it um, at one before Britain got their second goal. Before England got their second goal. But, did he uh, did he sky it over the top post? That's what they yeah, normally he just pulled it left. And he oh, wow! A world class finisher doing that is it's unacceptable. Um, let's go to sports that are less known than soccer in the U.S. Um, and that's, I want your take on, on these two things. So the PLL is the new premier lacrosse league. The MLS merged with them last year, started by Paul Rabel. Kind of, they've got some talk about a little buzz on Twitter and stuff. Obviously, uh, our friends at Pardon My Take, they, uh, they've they got their their Water Dogs team, so they, they're always pushing out that content, which I think helps viewers. And then we also have F1, which... I've been refusing to watch because I'm like I've got, I've got a threshold of sports that I want to contain in here, and I just don't want to do F1. But sports podcasts that I listen to keep talking about it, and I'm like getting closer and closer to be like, all right, let's fire up the Netflix and see what this is all about. But I'm still resisting. What are you? Are you into any of these yet? So two things on this. For, on, I am uh, kind of an F1 hipster where I. Grew up watching it because my dad was a fan back in the day. Oh, and so I, I liked it before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> was first hitting the scene. I mean, the, I mean, Michael Schumacher was still driving. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, uh, Mark, or some, yeah, like a lot, lot, a lot of Fernando Alonso, a lot of the older guys. Um, but I haven't really jumped back in yet. Um, I guess I haven't watched the Netflix series. I really should. Um, that's probably uh, what will get me back into it. But yeah, it, it is getting a, just a ridiculous amount of buzz right now. Um, on the uh, on the PLL, it's it's something where yes, I it, like like you, it's like gosh, I mean, it's just, there's just so much, there's too many sports. But I do find myself enjoying lacrosse every time I turn it on, um, and I feel like I should make time to at least find out when the games are on and maybe just get a little bit back, a little bit of background on it. Um, because it's, it's something that I, I like doing. I actually got the chance to uh, manage the, the lacrosse team in our last uh, semester. Oh, school. That's right. Uh, Cause I was, I was fully done. Yeah. The, the, the knees were shot from football. <laughs> you hung up the cleats and uh, you know, you, you focused on helping out uh, other guys. Yeah. But I really, but I really enjoyed it when I did it. So uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of what got me into it, but I, I, I would watch, I want to be a fan. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. So it's 18. I think part of the, pro so it's like on NBC sports, but it's also on Peacock yeah. NBC. So that makes it weird. Like going, moving to Peacock to watch something is, it's not just changing channels. You got to, even if you have a smart TV, you got to, 
flip some stuff around and switch the input or whatever. So it is a process. So they, it is interesting. They don't have um, like cities where they play and they all play, I think in like a couple different spots, only eight teams. And um, they've done well on social media, which is a real thing. Like you gotta get some hubbub on social media and like, I wouldn't know anything about it if, if I wasn't on Twitter probably. So um, yeah, that's PLL. So F1, I mean, back to F1, do you feel a little like people are appropriating your culture since you were there at, you know, ground zero kind of when you're getting into sports and, and you've got these people diving in trying to profit off of, off of your sport. I just, I just wish people would respect it and learn a little bit more about the history of it. Uh, I mean, everyone's just Max Verstappen, you know, like I, Lewis Hamilton, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even when I like kind of towards the tail end of, I guess when, uh, when I went off to college and stopped having the, the games on the TiVo or sorry, the, the races on the TiVo, uh, is when I kind of fell off, but like Sebastian Vettel was like the best driver then because Red Bull was really, really good. Um, and I guess to back up, but I, I guess um, I, I'm happy that it's growing. It doesn't need any more publicity. It's, it's, it's the, it's an absolutely insane moneymaker in Europe. Um, so it's okay. I want to go to a race in Austin though. My sister lives down in Austin and I want to go to the, uh, the track of the Americas or whatever it is. Do so. some live reporting from there. Some live hits out of Austin. If you want to send me on the road, uh, I, can, I can do ex that. I can ex expense it, expense it to a uh, journalist integrity. We'll pick yeah, up the tab. I'll be boots on the ground. But it is, it is crazy because I mean, I looked at uh, them on Instagram and they've got like 30 million followers, at least like Lewis Hamilton. Like, holy cow, these guys are, are legit. They're like as popular as like big, like footballers, big stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of open it dives down because I really don't want to have to get into it. But as a as a as a media professional, it just it just might have to have to be done. Um, so let's uh, we had some movies. We might have to we we went long on sports, so we might we were going to talk a little about sports movies. So I guess 60 seconds. Is there is there a sports movie that stands out for you or one you want to touch on? Yeah, I, I have I have a bone to pick. You completely so when you sent me over your briefing document. Uh, <laughs> Really neglected to put the best sports movie of all time, Friday Night Lights. Ah, uh, well, look, I went on one of these BuzzFeed things. That's like twenty best sports movies that'll get you through the summer, <laughs> and, they, and they didn't. They didn't have like Friday Night Lights, so I, I just wrote down those. Yeah, well, I, I can pretty much recite that whole movie. Um, I, you know, the Permian Panthers. That's how I prepare for every high school football game. Watch that. You did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You'd watch it on the road games. So when we're on the bus, you'd prop up your laptop and you'd have it downloaded and you would just watch it. What what I, character I, would you I, be? I legit like uh I think I like downloaded a pirated version of it. I had I had it on my old laptop. So it's definitely I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um okay, so we'll, we'll do some movie stuff later on, but we're gonna start doing movie stuff really soon because I mean NBA is basically done. So we're we're gonna start getting into a little less sports, more kind of movie culture type stuff. Um, but let's go college world series. I mean, Mississippi state crushed Vanderbilt, the pitcher Vanderbilt, he got touched up a little bit. I think he's a top round draft pick. It's yeah. good to see Mississippi state. You're an sec guy. Are you happy for them? Or are you, are you mad? Yeah, I, I'm happy. They, this is the first national title in any sport. Um, that leaves just a handful of schools. I think Kansas state and Virginia tech. Yeah. Um, so Tough luck for them, but I'm glad they got over the hump. Uh, they've been really good for the, like the last, I mean, four or five years. Just built that new stadium down there um, at Starkville. But yeah, I, I think I, I would like for them to play uh, to have played uh, NC State. I think they got completely worked over by the NCAA for that. But I guess that's kind of a touchy subject with COVID. But yep. Yeah, and even I think the mayor, governor of Nebraska, was like, "Yeah, I think we kind of messed that up because I think one guy tested." 
positive who's unvaccinated. Then they tested everybody and four vaccinated guys tested positive. Um, so it's just, I mean, it, they seem like, I mean, push it back a couple of days, kind of clear the dust, let the dust settle, see what is exactly going on and how you can work around it. Um, because it is, you know, the biggest sports moment of, you know, 90% of these guys' lives. Um, yeah. So that was unfortunate. But a good thing Mississippi State won because they weren't the team that, that was going to play NC State anyway. Yeah, that, okay, yeah, um, true. But I think uh, – I'm also glad that Vanderbilt didn't win. I didn't need another – that coach just makes me angry. <laughs> the worst person on TV, uh, the guy who whistles in the crowd. Um, yep. But uh, that's – yeah, so that's five national championships in the last 10 years for the uh, for the SEC in college baseball. Oh, wow. Vandy twice, Florida, South Carolina, and uh, and now uh, Mississippi State. Yeah. And I mean, the SEC, they've gotten really good at basketball, too. It's weird. SEC, like all of a sudden, it's like, okay, baseball, I guess they've been good at it for a while. But the basketball, especially, used to just be Kentucky, then Florida would make some noise. Now it's Alabama, Arkansas. All these teams are all in the top 25. SEC's getting good. Um, Okay. Let's finish up with the draft. Get out of here. The draft is, and John, I beat you last time on their two votes. I was down one. And it says on the Instagram story, like 23 hours left. So I don't know if it was like 10 minutes left or like 50 minutes left. I was down one. Then I think I shared it on the Instagram page, on the Journalistic Integrity Instagram page, because the main one was on my page, trying to get more people to come vote. I got one vote who tied it, and then I got another vote at the buzzer. So I won by one. I'm now, I think, six and five, seven and five. Um, Let me just but- say, I think it's really impressive that you uh, that you made two accounts so quickly to, to prove yourself over. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I'll need some receipts to, to prove that. Um, but I really thought I had that one. Me too. You you called your shot in it too. But hopefully you can rebound on this one, or I think it'll be three in a row for the home team. And that is your favorite time. This is kind of past or present, no rules to drink an adult beverage, a dad soda, if you will. And John. Start us off. Start strong. Let's see it. All right. I get first pick. Okay. First pick. Uh, so I've got a few written down here. I'm going to go for my first one, Line and Kugel, Summer Shandy. It's uh, you, you would recognize – you should put this up when you do the draft. <laughs> a picture of the bottle. It's like a – it's a very busy, like, yellow label with, like, a – uh, red, uh, reddish line and Kugel across. You'll, you'd recognize it. it's really good. I think, I think that I might have sent you the wrong draft description. So I had, I had favorite, not favorite beer, but favorite time to drink a beer, <laughs> like in the pool or, uh, you know, I'm not going to give away. Do you think you can think of those on the, on the, uh, yeah, yeah, on the run? Yeah, okay. I'll start. I'll go first and give you uh, a couple seconds while I'm doing it to, uh, yeah, to rack your brain okay cool all right so my number one i'm gonna take is 3 30 p.m tailgate um you get there it's home game maybe it's around you know 115 and you're getting ready for for a big 3 30 p.m game um you know when you're 21 years old or obviously you can still tailgate now but the specific specifically talking about when we're in college so i'll go 3 30 p.m tailgate all right I'm gonna go lake. I'm gonna. You're on a pontoon. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're at your buddy's house. Uh, like it's it's pretty hot out. Just jump, come out of the water, and put your sunglasses back on, and just throw back a, a light beer. It's it's hard to beat. So that that'll be my first one. Good one, good one. So lake is off the board. I got the tailgate. <laughs> um, so I'll go with uh, my next one. I'm gonna go. 
I'm gonna go just hanging out in the pool. You maybe have like a little a little floaty uh, um, thing that holds a beer, whatever it's called, or some sort of yeah cup holder in the water that can hold it. Um, maybe you're playing beer pong in the where you got one of those floating tables with the things in there. So a lot of different stuff you can do in there. You're hanging out, you know, 78 degrees. You got a, You got a nice cold one. So I'll go in the pool. Okay. And I do want to clarify something on my last uh, on my last answer: lake or river. I know Virginia, where we uh, where we're from, uh, doesn't have the typical lakes. We're more our rivers are more like other people's lakes. Right. Uh, okay. I just want to make sure that so no one comes at my neck for that one. It's an important distinction. I'll, I'll make note of that. Yeah. Um, my my next one. I'm gonna go. There's a lot of options out there. I'm gonna go sunset at the beach. Um, not on the beach because that can, you know, sandy and it's, kind of, it's hard. Yeah. You're already kind of tired from lugging the cooler and stuff. We're gonna go. We're back at the house. You showered up, and then you crack it. You crack a beer after them. That's uh, on like the porch. Yeah. Uh huh. You, okay. Because you're, you're kind of you're cooled down. It's it's not as hot outside, but the breeze is still the warm breeze is there. You're just drinking a beer. That's that's perfect. And yeah, and you can you can relax better because you're still on the beach. You're like, okay, I gotta lug all this stuff too. Like this is gonna be. I still got some work to do left in my day. Um, okay, good one. I'm gonna go for my next one. I'm gonna go just like on a rooftop a rooftop beverage. Um, so it can either be, I mean, I know there's like a, a lot of New York, like rooftop type bar things, but this can either just be like, you know, drink like the workaholics main picture where you're just on a roof drinking. I think that's, I think that's a good time. It's always kind of risky. Hey, I'm drinking. I might, you know, fall off this roof and completely, you know, change the trajectory of my life if, if that happens. So you're kind of, it's kind of like a risky thing too. So it's got that element to it as well. Really uh, going for the adrenaline junkie. Angle. Yeah. You know me. Uh, <laughs> um i for my next one i'm gonna go uh fishing you're, oh. maybe maybe you're on a boat maybe you're uh just off a dock or something maybe you're fly fishing uh having a beer just like you pack like a little bit more cooler and you go fishing is is one of the most relaxing things uh i don't think much else needs to be said there you're going, you're going water heavy. So hopefully there's going to be for your sake, there's going to be people that love, you know, different bodies of water or looking out at bodies of water during a sunset. Um, okay. So let me go after a round of golf in the, uh, in the clubhouse. Yeah. Was that, was that John is a, you, you sabotaged me with the, your descriptions here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to go back. I might even go back and look at the email and I might even have to post it on the story to see, you know, who, how would the people have interpreted it? Um, would they have gone their actual beers or, or place of time? Um, so you are doing this on the, on the run, but at the same time, this could have been a self-inflicted error. We'll have to go back through the receipts, um, but you can end it. Number four, see what you got. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, ooh, baseball game. You did tailgate. I get game. That, that's, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, that's a good one. Standing in the outfield at, for me up here, it's Nationals Park. Hopefully they're playing the Braves. Um, you're actually a very lucky man that we didn't talk baseball. I noticed that was not a topic today. <laughs> I actually forgot it. Last night over the Nets. I, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't do that on purpose. That was actually going to be in our cap or no cap, actually, what, what I was going to say. Um, okay. But what we forgot to do that. That's a good one. Baseball game's good. That one plays because guys like doing that. Girls love having going to baseball games, having a beer. 
it's a uh, uh, spot too. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, I think actually I, we can't get out of here. This is just part of cap or no cap. But before we get out of here, so that was the draft. The Jay Williams hat. We will talk about the tweet. So he had the tweet saying this is the first black coach um, for the Boston Celtics. Which you go back. No, they're actually kind of the first one of the first teams to have a black coach, and they've had several before then as well. Um, and but, won a championship with the black coach in the last 15 years. Right. To, yeah. Doc Rivers recently, Bill Russell was the first, uh, I think, black coach. But he comes out and says he got hacked. And John, I don't know about you, but if I hacked his account, that's exactly what I'm saying is there's been no other black coach. What else would you say, right? So yeah, cap, or, cap or no cap with that? That's It's major cap. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the hacker would kind of wait to get on. Also, like, who's hacking Jay? Who's that's such a specific person to target and such a, a specific thing to tweet once you once you finally gain access to the holy grail that is Jay Williams. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. You'd think with that Duke education, it'd be a little bit smarter. But um, yeah, that, that's cap. <laughs> it's so much cap. And also, all I mean, he made a mistake. He could come out and say, hey, I, I brain fart. I apologize to Bill Russell, Doc Rivers, and all the other coaches I left out. But to say, and then that would have it would have been blown over. Like, hey, you're stupid, but whatever. To say the hack, it's going to stay with him on Twitter and just for uh, for weeks. I don't know. I think he, I think he's going to have to come out and say, okay, I do a second apology and be like, all right, I apologize for saying I was hacked. In addition to saying, sorry for my original statement. But it, I would advise him to do that. I think that I, I don't. I think everyone would be like, okay, thank you. Yeah, it's, you know what? If, if for some reason he actually was hacked, you had better find some more proof. Um, I, I think it's about a 1% chance that he was hacked, but if that is the case, you know, it's like, it's like OJ Simpson trying to find the real killer. Um, <laughs> Jay so Williams is on a, on a mad hunt to find this hacker. He, cha <laughs> yeah. he changed, he changed his passcode at least. So it will never happen again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then that four digit, uh, or I guess his Twitter password is still, gosh, it's going to be impenetrable now. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. John Boyer. Thank you for coming on. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Probably some movie talk next time we talk to you. So thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, man. Good talking.